Today's episode is sponsored by an upcoming movie called If. We don't go to the theater a lot as a family, mostly because it's tough to find a movie we're all going to like, but If is one of those movies. It comes out in theaters May 17th. I saw the trailer the other day, and we ended up watching the trailer multiple times to check out all the different imaginary friends that are in it. Some of them are what you would think an imaginary friend would be like, a nice-looking monster, kind of. But other ones are so random, like this one that's a knight and one's a dragon and one is just a banana. And it gets wilder, too, but I'm not going to spoil it all for you. The movie is about this girl who can see imaginary friends, and she goes on this magical adventure to reconnect forgotten imaginary friends with their kids. I know me and my kids are going to enjoy going to the theater for this one, and the cast has tons of our favorite performers like Ryan Reynolds, John Krasinski, Maya Rudolph, Matt Damon, John Stewart, Sam Rockwell, Emily Blunt. John Krasinski wrote the movie inspired by his own kids' imagination to be funny and exciting for all ages. It looks like a real slam dunk. The movie If releases in theaters May 17th, and we are totally going, so check it out. Welcome to another episode of the Kids Stories Podcast. I'm Phil Bechtel. Before we get started today, I want you to listen to this awesome promo for a podcast called Ben and Sophie, Woby's Secret. It's really cool. Me and my kids love it. Check this out. Hello? Is anybody here? What is this? Two kids, a robot, and a missing professor. This is it! The big lab is right over there! My home. Sometimes it's hard to believe you're a robot. You humans amaze me. Listen to Ben and Sophie. We'll be secret on SpokenMovieProject.com or wherever you get your podcasts. It's a really fun podcast. You should check out Ben and Sophie, Wobie's Secret. Now, on to some shout-outs. Jacob and his sister Ella live deep within a cave making robot cave spiders just like the Robot King. But their cave spiders are nice. They program them to tell funny jokes and make lemonade for people. Thanks for listening, Jacob and Ella. Clara and her brother Orson from Sherman Oaks, California make awesome recreations of scenes from the stories with their toys. And they build robot bunnies that shoot lasers from their eyes to combat the gloops out there in California. Thanks for listening, Clara and Orson. Benson from British Columbia is a great artist, and he used to be a glitter pirate, if you can believe it. But he's a good guy now, and an excellent artist. Thank you for that drawing, Benson. And sisters Kaylee and Mariah enjoy the podcast. They like to listen while practicing their ninja skills, their dropkicks and backflips. And Kaylee designed the logo for this specific episode. So thank you for that. And thanks for listening, Kaylee and Mariah. Now, on to today's episode, Max and the Gray Dragon, Part 2. Max and the Gray Dragon spent days flying high above the ocean. The Gray Dragon's wings were so big that he could float on the wind effortlessly, without even needing to be awake. Max slept often in the saddle and the lava dragon egg rested securely in the huge necklace that Steve and the other goblins made. Suddenly, the gray dragon began to descend quickly, 
He was barreling toward the surface now, going fast enough to wake Max. Max had no opportunity to speak. The wind was so strong, Grey Dragon was diving too fast. They landed, and the dragon seemed panicked. No, he gasped. It can't be. He ran around looking for something, anything, among the rubble. They were on an island that was only dirt, sand, and stone. What few trees and plants on the island were still alive were burning. The rest had since been turned to ash. What happened here? muttered Grey Dragon. Max remained silent, looking around for clues. He found some discarded weapons and markings on the ground indicating a battle took place here. Grey Dragon took flight and soared to another part of the island. He landed among the burning remains of where a small town used to be. Homes and buildings were broken and smashed to bits. Max eventually caught up with him. The crackling of flames and the wind were the only sounds. Hello, yelled Max. Hello, is anyone here? From the other side of town they heard a scratching, scraping sound. They ran toward the sound and they heard gasping for breath. They saw no one, and Max yelled out again. Hello! Who's there? We, we are safe. We're friendly. We can help. Hello! Then they saw, from out of a huge cauldron, a giant iron pot, climbed a small black dragon, only about as big as a dog. He stuck his head out of the pot and climbed to the edge. He began to speak and then slipped and fell to the ground in a heap. Max and Grey Dragon rushed to his aid. Max opened his adventure bag and pulled out a pouch full of light blue powder. Don't move, he said. This will help. Max took a handful of the powder and sprinkled it right onto the little black dragon, still laying on the ground, obviously injured. The powder stuck to the little dragon, and it pulsed with light for a second. When the powder stopped glowing, the little dragon stood weakly on its two hind legs. It yawned and looked all around. Who are you? Are they gone? Where is everyone? I'm Max, and this is the Grey Dragon. We came here to... Where is everyone? interrupted the Grey Dragon. I think... I don't know. There was a terrible battle. It was awful. They came all of a sudden. It all happened so fast. I was knocked into this cauldron here in the battle, and... You need to rest and eat, suggested Max. Then you can tell us all about what happened. I'll fly over the island and get a better look at everything. Make sure there aren't any other... Survivors, said Grey Dragon. Max fed the little dragon some rations he packed and gave it some more medicine. The gray dragon flew all over the island looking for any signs of life or movement. He found none and returned to Max and the destroyed town where the little black dragon told them how it all happened. My name's Vernon. I've been living here for a while now on Dragon Sanctuary. I, I was brought here by the guardians. It was just another day, I guess, just another. But then all these boats made it through the storm. Some of them were destroyed, but there were hundreds of them. Huge hulking ships full of, full of creatures. The creatures, they had no arms or legs. They had no, they were just like blobs. You could even kind of see through them. They looked harmless, but they lay waste to the island. 
the guardians and the dragons fought them, of course. Oh, but there are too many. Fire and water were the only ways to defeat them, and even then, they could smash themselves together and get bigger and bigger and bigger, bigger than any dragon, and they could stomp a house to rubble in seconds. Oh, I don't know what happened to the others. Grey Dragon turned to Max and offered more explanation. This island is constantly surrounded by an incredible storm created by the storm dragons who live here. The storm pushes boats back out to sea so that there are no unwanted visitors. But the storm screen must have failed. The three sat in silence for a while, finding it difficult to believe that this was all actually happening. Why have you come here? asked Vernon. We have a lava dragon egg, and we were going to place it into the volcano to hatch, said Max. No, you don't, said Vernon. Max was a bit confused by Vernon's reply. What? You don't have a lava dragon egg? That's ridiculous. No one has seen a lava dragon egg in centuries. Hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of years. You, you must be mistaken. Grey Dragon used his huge claws to remove the pouch from around his neck. He lay it on the ground and took the egg out of the leather necklace. Vernon's eyes grew wide in disbelief. He walked right up to the egg and placed his dragon claws on it, and then he gently pressed his whole head up against it like he was listening for something inside. I can't barely believe it. A real, honest-to-goodness lava dragon egg. Well, oh, we've got a hatchet. Come on. Wait, where are the others? I, I don't know how to care for a lava dragon, said Grey Dragon. Of course you don't. No one does. It's probably been a thousand years since a lava dragon has even existed. Above ground, anyways. We need to hatch it here in the volcano before we go looking for the others. We'll need all the help we can get if we run into those creatures again. The three rushed over to the volcano and stood at the base of it. They could feel the heat coming from the opening and see the constant plume of smoke rising into the air. The gray dragon flew above the volcano, holding the egg in his clawed hands. He flew as close as he could get without being hurt by the intense heat. And he dropped the egg right into the lava roiling within. It felt odd, tossing an egg into lava, but he knew it was the right thing to do. It was why they came here in the first place. The egg dropped quickly and splashed into the volcano. The gray dragon watched it sink slowly into the hot yellow and orange pool. Moments later, the ground began to shake and rumble. Lava sprayed up into the air in hot, brightly colored streaks. The gray dragon continued flying above the volcano, watching this phenomenon unfold before his very eyes. The entire island shook so much now that Vernon took flight and Max had trouble standing. Lava sprayed out from the volcano so fiercely that Grey Dragon swooped down and picked up Max so he was safe from the fiery liquid. The three watched as a bright red dragon emerged from the lava within the mountain. The lava dripped from his scales and revealed a bright red and orange body. The dragon shrieked loudly and flew toward Grey Dragon and Max. Grey Dragon then realized that he had no idea if this lava dragon would be friendly or scared, or aggressive. He regretted his decision to hatch the egg without help, but it was done. 
the gray dragon hovered in place, remaining as still and calm as he could. The lava dragon reached him instantly with unbelievable speed. Hi, it said. Hi, replied the gray dragon. I totally just hatched out of that volcano. Did you see that? Uh-huh. Pretty wicked, huh? Yeah, pretty wicked. Well, what's up? Well, a, a lot of things, I guess. And the gray dragon, Max, and Vernon spent some time filling in the lava dragon on the details of everything that had happened recently. Wow, that's heavy. So what now? I think our next plan is to go to the Island of the Guardians. Anyone who escaped this battle is probably there. Cool, cool, yeah. Island of the Guardians, sounds nice. Hey, how many volcanoes are there? Um, I don't think any, but I guess we'll see when we get there. Oh man, I sure hope there are some volcanoes there. At least one, you know, like, I really, really love volcanoes, <laughs> you know. Oh hey, also, what's my name? Your name? Asked Grey Dragon. He hadn't thought about that yet. Yeah, my name. You're Vernon, and you're Max. I want a name, too. Something cool, though, like Lava Master. Can I, can I be Lava Master? No, that's a stupid name. It is not. At least it's a name. You're just named after your color. Gray Dragon. You're just jealous because you don't have a cool name like me, the Lava Master. No one is calling you that. Well, then don't expect me to answer. I'm ignoring everyone who doesn't address me as Lava Master. How about this? Suggested Max. Lava Master can be your nickname and, like, the name you use in battle. But your real name can be Kano, like Volcano, since you were born from a volcano, you know? Ooh, I like that. Kano is my name-o. Good one, Max. Now we just need to come up with a name for you, he said, referring to the Gray Dragon. No, you don't, he replied. Oh, don't worry. I'll think of something good, said Kano. The group gathered what supplies they could scavenge from the destroyed island and took flight, following Vernon to the Island of the Guardians. The end. Now for some awesome shout-outs. Henry from Cochrane, Alberta, submitted an incredible drawing featuring many characters from the show and it's awesome and Henry's awesome. Rosella from Scotts Valley, California, shared a couple awesome drawings, including a great dropkick kitty cat that I really enjoy. You're awesome, Rosella. Ben from Minnesota drew a pretty epic tree beast the other day. Thanks for that drawing, Ben. You're awesome. And Zachary submitted some monster drawings, and they are fantastic. Thanks for those drawings, Zachary. You're awesome. The website is kidstoriespodcast.com. Send all your drawings and things to kidstoriespodcast at gmail.com. Adios!